The Second Generation Podcast is a space to discuss issues and experiences unique to second-generation millennials living in North America. I want to tell untold stories that are often not documented, and through this, insert the perspectives of this unique demographic into the mainstream narratives about life, work, family, politics, and everything else in between. So this episode is about the gentrification of what used to be Little India, which is also known as Gerard India Bazaar. So for those who aren't familiar, this is the area, it's within Leslieville. Um, it's a strip of Gerard Street that runs between Greenwood and Coxwell. And if you've ever taken the 506 streetcar, which, which goes, uh, runs on college, if you take it all the way east, at one point you're going to end up in Little India. So I remember growing up in Toronto in the 90s. At that time, my parents were still relatively new immigrants to Canada. And if we ever needed South Asian groceries, Little India is where we would go. And whenever we would go there, we would almost always have a meal at a restaurant called John Nichok, which was part of this little mini mall that was part of the same space of what once was the only Bollywood cinema in Toronto which was called the Nas Theatre. In fact, the Nas Theatre at one point was, uh, not at one point, and the Nas Theatre was uh, the very first Bollywood cinema in all of North America. And it was because of this landmark that other Indian and Pakistani stores, and later on Bangladeshi and Sri Lankan stores, started opening up in the 70s and 80s along this, this thing that's eventually was known as Little India. Also, fun fact, um, this theater is actually the place where I recently discovered my eldest uncle met his to-be wife back in the 70s. Um, and at, around that time, there was such little diversity in Toronto that he tells me whenever you would see a colored person in public, you would go and speak to them because that was just what you did. These are his words, that whenever you see a colored person, you would just talk to them even if it was on the subway. So anyways, I guess this was the place of a lot of friendships and romances that began. Um, and it was a very significant piece in the history of Little India. So whenever we would go for dinner, after dinner we would uh, get some snacks. So maybe corn on the cob, maybe it was sugar cane juice, maybe it was um, chaat, like a, a, this uh, chickpea salad. Um, and we would always have to fight to get a spot to sit because it was so packed all the time that there wasn't enough space in the actual stores. In fact, it was so packed that the storekeepers would have plastic chairs on the sidewalk for people to sit on. And even those were very coveted. You were lucky if you were to get one of those. It was so busy in in Little India at that time, especially on week weekday, sorry weekends, um, that my dad would drop us to whatever store or restaurant we were going, and then he would meet us twenty or thirty minutes later because that is how long it would take him to find parking. And so the same thing would happen after we'd have our meal. And if we were lucky, we would have ice cream from the ice cream truck. Uh, once we were done, my dad would get the car while we'd wait and I remember 
during that time we would be we would be waiting outside on the sidewalk because of course this is before cell phones so he couldn't just call us and be like oh I'll be there in a minute we would have to stand there and wait until we saw his car coming um and I remember that there were always these elderly men it was always elderly men and for some reason I remember them always having a beard I don't know if if it was all men with beards that did this or not but that is just what my memory is um and they would be standing on the sidewalk with these little pop-up shops which actually probably couldn't even be called shops because it was just them with standing on the sidewalk with their merchandise that they're trying to sell no signs or anything they were just they were just standing there with all this stuff uh and they were always selling one of two things number one children toys that lit up so these like lightsaber things or the spinny thing I don't I don't know we never ended up buying them because they were usually overpriced um but the other thing that they would sell would be these huge soft blankets and they would have these like odd designs like a big polar bear or a really big tiger in these like neon colors and if you are south asian and grew up in Toronto I guarantee that you have one of these blankets and you know exactly what I'm talking about and it's probably your favorite blanket uh anyways so these these guys would be selling these blankets um and that would kind of add to the hustle and bustle that was on the street uh I also remember this pawn shop called Liberty Pawn Shop it's closed down now unfortunately and we would get uh Kashmiri chai uh over there and this this shop was first of all always filled with people it was a really really small space and it was one of the only places that you could get kashmiri chai so it would be packed all the time and it was filled to the ceiling with treats and trinkets and candies from back home and the one thing that really made this shop stand out was that this shopkeeper who was uh i would say he was middle aged um and he would always be playing these like classical indian love songs called ghazals or qawalis by nusrat fatali khan and it was the only place on gerard street that would be playing this type of music and it really kind of um was in contrast to the type of crowd that tended to be on the streets around that time which I remember being kind of a younger crowd there was a lot of uh like I remember groups of guys just like hanging out and smoking and like it was a cool place to be I guess if you were a young adult I was a child at that time um anyway so it was kind of in contrast to the to the vibe that was on the street but this man did not care he wanted to listen to his songs and he played them as loud as they could be played and you would hear it like down the street and so This like I said earlier was the only place that you could get real fresh authentic Kashmiri chai. So it was always worth the wait no matter how late at night, um no matter how cold it was outside. I remember even if it was snowing, we would wait for this chai to to be made which took like 20 minutes. Um or the fact that the store owner was sometimes stingy with the pistachios and that may have caused some conflict uh it it didn't matter we were always always there and so i guess the picture i'm trying to paint is that for decades gerard street and little india was the only place in the gta 
that the South Asian diaspora could get ethnic groceries, uh, Bollywood movies, uh, VHS and later on DVDs, South Asian clothes, bangles, sari blouses, mangoes was a big thing I remember, uh, halal marshmallows, chili milly candies, like all these random things you could only find in this like little strip, these two or three blocks of stores along Girard Street. It was also the only place in Toronto that you could get Pakistani newspapers that were written in Urdu. And my grandfather used to go there literally every single Thursday and he would pick up this paper, read it for the whole week and then come back the next Thursday to pick up the newest uh, version of the paper. And in doing that, he developed these really deep friendships with a lot of the local shopkeepers uh, because he was such a regular person um, there. Like there was this community that had formed and it was especially important for people like my grandfather who had, uh, he spoke English, but it was limited and it was just a way to connect with his community. So as the years went by, this uh, environment that I've just described slowly started to change. So over the years, a lot of immigrants that used to live in the city, they started moving to other neighborhoods or they brought homes in the suburbs and they brought over more family, you know, whatever family immigrated after that um, would come and live with them in those areas as opposed to in the city. And so with that, a lot of small businesses that catered to the South Asian demographic started popping up all over the GTA. And they offered the things that only Little India used to have at one point. So things like ethnic groceries, restaurants, Bollywood movies, uh, that kind of stuff. And then later on, so this is in more recent years, the past seven to 10 years, uh, rent in downtown Toronto, uh, including in, in neighborhoods like Little India, started to increase a lot. And once businesses' leases expired, the rents would go up so much that they were actually forced out because they couldn't afford it anymore. And so over the years, <clears throat> a lot of the businesses that used to be tightly crammed into the Gerard and Coxwell corridor uh, and was bustling with customers all the time, a lot of these places closed down. And some of the places that remained started to cater to more mainstream audiences and adjusted their menus and stuff accordingly. And so now, Little India is very different from the Little India that I grew up with all those years ago. There is no more need for plastic chairs on the sidewalk because there aren't enough people to need overflow seating. In fact, the restaurants won't be as full as they were back then. Uh, we can almost always find a parking spot a couple of minutes away. The movie theater that I mentioned earlier closed down ages and ages. It was there today. There is a hair salon and there's some office looking type structure it seems the most popular restaurant on the block Lahore Tikka House uh, now caters to a different audience and it's uh, not the same menu that it used to be 10-15 years ago uh, the man who ran that shop with the classical music and the Kashmiri chai he shut down his shop years ago I don't know where he is I hope he's living a, a great life um, but he's not, not there anymore, um, and that shop is gone. It wasn't replaced with anything new. And you can probably get all those ethnic groceries that I mentioned earlier at No Frills or other local stores. And so going to Gr Gerard Street with my family no longer has become this event that we used to make an evening out of. 
In fact, a lot of the stores that were there are just not even there anymore. They don't exist. And it's actually really sad to go back and see that that vibe just has completely disappeared. And so today I went back to Gerard Street for dinner with my mom. And we went to uh, we had planned to go to Lahortika house and so we got we got to the area and we saw that there's a lot of the old restaurants that are still there but like I said totally different vibe for sure like the streets were empty restaurants were empty granted it was a Wednesday night and it was cold but still like I, I don't remember it ever being like this before and instead what I saw were these upscale hip looking coffee shops there were some new bars there were a couple of hair salons that I don't remember seeing before there's a gym now there's a health food store there was some sort of an art shop that had some cool looking font on the outside um, and there were places called uh, I think they were restaurants I don't even know uh, flying pony and two-headed dog so that's kind of the type of stuff that's popping up in that neighborhood now. And so, like I said, we went back to Lahartika House. Uh, actually, at this point, I'm going to share a fun fact. Uh, I was actually Lahartika's first customer back in 1991. Uh, I was two months old, but I think it still counts for something. So the story behind this is that in 1991, my mom had just had an interview at the Riverdale Immigrants Women's Center. Now that uh, center has been uh, rebranded and they've created something called the Riverdale Hub and there's a social enterprise that runs out of it and they have a bunch of programs. Uh, But anyway, so she interviewed at the Riverdale Immigrants Women's Center and after her interview she wanted to uh, grab lunch and my dad was there and I guess I was in one of their arms. And so we went into Lohartika House. At that time, it was at another location, but it was still on that same strip of uh, Gerard Street. So it was still in Little India. And so they went inside and they asked for a menu. And it turned out that that day is the first day that they had opened the restaurant. Uh, but they hadn't really started operating yet. So they didn't, they weren't able to cook us a meal, but they still offered to give us some tea because that is how hospitable they were. Uh, So anyways, that's a a fun little story. Looking back, I guess I was not a customer because we didn't pay and I was a little baby, but it makes for a great story on this podcast, which is on a very specific topic today. So, okay, back to today. So we went to Gerard Street. We planned to get dinner at Lahartika House. Really excited. Uh, But turns out that today it was closed for renovations. It's going to open on January 10th, 2019. Uh, So it's probably open by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, But anyways, it was closed. So we decided to go to another restaurant, which has been there for many years. It's called Adupi Palace. And they have masala dosas, which is a South Indian food. And fun fact, Adupi Palace is vegetarian, so for anyone who's vegetarian, it's a great place. Highly recommend. The food is great. And so we had a great meal over there, and after that, we wanted to have Kashmiri chai. So that was what I had talked about earlier. And our favorite place that we always used to go to is no longer there, so we had to go to a new place. So we ended up at this uh, cafe-type place called Desi Burger. Uh, We did not order a burger, we ordered Kashmiri chai, 
and the shop owner at that store first of all the store was completely empty we were the only people there when we got there and the shop owner was a middle-aged woman and it was after I ordered that tea that I realized that aside from you know the sit-down restaurant experience I can't remember the last time I had to wait that long for tea um, because she literally cooked it fresh on the stove for us like it wasn't pre-packaged it wasn't um, in those carafe things uh, she made us fresh fresh tea and it was in those 10 minutes that I saw what Toronto is losing with all of this gentrification and how and getting rid of these small local mom-and-pop shops because in those 10 minutes is when we built this connection with her we learned about her family we learned about her past and that's kind of where community happens like in these small interactions that you have again and again with the same people and you can't have those interactions if you aren't given these opportunities especially in today's culture which is so fast-paced and like like I said like I don't remember ever having to wait for tea because whenever I pick up tea it's always in a drive-thru or I order it on an app anyways I digress we waited 10 minutes we got to know this woman her name is Shabana um, and a lot happened in this 10 minutes so first a customer came in and for some reason he wanted to use the business's phone to make a phone call um, they seem to have like the shopkeeper Shabana and this man seem to, to know each other um, so my mom were kind of like oh that's really nice like that's very nice of her to do that for a customer um, and then after that this customer wanted to buy some snacks and the customer and the shop owner had this like huge argument and if you didn't understand the language so this this all happened in Urdu which is the language um, that they were speaking in and so without understanding Urdu you would think that they're having a fight about like God knows what it could be anything but what they were arguing about is that the shop owner didn't want to take money from the customer uh, for for some some reason uh, we later found out that they're somehow related and there was some backstory but anyways uh, she she didn't want to charge him for all of the snacks that he was bringing home to his family so that happened uh, meanwhile while this was all happening and we could hear it because it was right like right next to us and we were the only people in the store um, but anyways in the meantime my mom started telling me about some Pakistani dramas that she started watching recently and so the shop owner, once this guy had left, I don't know if he ended up paying or not, doesn't matter, um, but the shop owner uh, started joining our conversation. And again, like this is where these conversations happen and you build these relationships and we don't have those opportunities anymore. Uh, anyway, so the shop owner, Shavana, joined this conversation. She peppered in her own uh, opinions about what dramas are the best to watch, etc., etc. And so soon, the conversation on its own organically turned to where she's from, what, what her family deal is, all of that stuff. And so we find out that she has three kids uh, and that her family has owned this store for 24 years in the same location. And it used to be a convenience store and a restaurant, so it was like a two-in-one sort of situation. Uh, but that was too complicated and difficult to run, so they decided to just keep it to a restaurant or cafe because that way they only have to manage like the food portion of it. And so after a while, we talked to her, uh, got to know her a little bit, and the conversation actually organically went to how 
the little India uh, neighborhood has changed over the years that she's been here, which again was 24 years. So she's she's seen it for a long time. And so once we became friendly, I decided to tell her about this podcast because I was like, what are the chances that we're talking about this very topic? So I asked her if she wanted to be interviewed. Uh, At first she said no, but after a while, after a few minutes of conversation, like I must have said something to make her trust me. I don't know. But on her own, she was like, okay, you can interview me. Um, So I did that. It's about a five minute interview. And I just asked her about how the area has changed over the past decades that she's been here and why she thinks those changes have happened. So I'll play that for you. Uh, A quick two heads up. Uh, The sound quality is not that great because it was really, like I described it, it was very off the cuff and there was some sort of an appliance creating some background noise. So the sound quality isn't amazing, but you'll still be able to hear everything. And number two, uh, for people who don't know, she uses the term desi people a lot. And desi people means brown people. So if you didn't know what that means, now you know and you will be able to follow along. So I'll play it right now. Before we had other business, like first we had a convenience store, then uh, like a market, we were selling meat and grocery, everything under one roof. So now we have only PC burger, like a food place, you know. So area has been changed because before there was many, many this uh, like uh, stores for desi uh, people. Now mostly a uh, mostly store rented by white people, you know. And desi people are working, but not that much. So how come the Desi people left? Know, maybe, Those store owners. Maybe the rents are so high, that's why they love to move another area like a Mississauga, Scarborough, so they don't want to pay too much rent. You gave an example like before rent used to be three thousand dollars. Yeah. And now when the lease expires it's yeah, six thousand or sometimes they ask more than that. So that's why so many people they don't want to close down their store, but they are actually, they don't have another choice to shut their store because of the too much rent. What about your store? We are okay because we don't have a too much rent, you know, now. Maybe if these expired, then we can think to you. Because the problem is that if you get a cheaper rent in a Scarborough, Mississauga, so why would you want to pay too much rent here? Mm-hmm. Street. street is very good, but it's hard to pay rent. And people also saying we have a better business than this street or other sites like us. Yeah. Do you think a lot of uh, people go to like Scarborough or Mississauga because they don't have to come to Gerard Street anymore to get food or groceries yeah because they said uh, even the prices are good over there too you know rents are cheaper mm-hmm. then uh, and also they can get everything better price than here so that's why they are more they, they, they love to go there so is your store less busy than it was like 10 years ago 
Yeah, because before 911 and uh, sorry, 2011 happened. 911? 911 happened. Yeah. Our store was so busy, you know. And now, like, American people come, but they are not allowed to take any stuff across the border because the inspection is very strict. So they don't want to feel comfortable to answer their question. So if they buy food or anything, they have to drop in Canada, you know, they don't, they, they are not allowed to take outside of, of Canada. That's why they, they don't want to buy anything. If they, they eat, they don't want to take anything. That's why, you know, when this happened, so, the business is actually going down for that reason. Would you ever move to Scarborough, move your business to Scarborough or Mississauga or somewhere else that's cheaper rent? <laughs> we are not thinking now, maybe. We are not thinking to move here because so long years we spent here, but maybe, never know. So how has the culture changed now that there's all of these other restaurants that are not South Asian? Like you were talking about bars, for example. Yeah, there's a many bars on the, in the street now. Before there was a restaurant and other stores. So now, I think too many bars. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so people come, still come, but uh, I don't think so that much than before. So. Do you have any advice for people in my generation? Why don't you tell the government, you know? <laughs> Everybody should to try to reduce the rent, you know, so people can afford, you know, affordable rent for, even for homes and for uh, business uh, areas too so people can rent a places and make a good business thank you no problem thank you so clearly the theme of this conversation is that rent is becoming increasingly unaffordable and before the conversation that you just heard we had a similar conversation that was in urdu that was not recorded and in that conversation, she basically told me that these shop owners, they work 14 to 16 hours every single day. And if they are working that much and barely covering rent, then there is no point in them staying here when they can just go open up shop in places like Scarborough and Mississauga, pay less rent and have more uh, profit for their business. So I feel terrible saying this, but I just, you know, I can't see Little India being Little India 10 or 15 years later. I, I hope I'm wrong and I hope that the trend that we're seeing is somehow going to correct itself or, or somehow like this, this piece of Toronto's history will be preserved physically in, in that like this neighborhood will be preserved in some way or another. Uh, I hope I'm wrong but it just seems like every time leases are expiring along this particular strip of businesses the rent is being literally doubled in some cases and the businesses that have been there for so many decades have literally no choice but to leave and that combined with the huge decrease in the number of people who come to this neighborhood to grab a bite to eat or to do their groceries it's it's just not there anymore and so those two things together the increase rent and the decrease in customers is just not good news uh so i hope that it's it's not going where it looks like it's going 
And I hope that by recording this episode, I've been able to catch a little bit of Toronto's history before this neighborhood changes even more. And I'm sure other neighborhoods in Toronto are going through similar changes. I'd love to hear about them. That brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, If you made it to the end of this episode, I'm thoroughly impressed and touched. Uh, If you made it this far, I want from you. So send me a note if you listen to this whole thing. Uh, Share your feedback if you want and feel free to share other topics to cover in future episodes. And thanks for listening.